I truly believe in every cell of my body that love is our greatest marketing strategy. Mm. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Here we go. Okay, you guys, Samantha Skelly, I'm sure you have heard of her already, but the thing that I think is so fascinating about you is you took like a very kind of like soft skill healing modality and you turned it into a massive empire of like, if the word breath mogul existed in the dictionary, Sam Scully's <laughs> picture would be right next to it. It's like, it's such a, like a masculine and feminine, like way of describing the fact that like you've built a, a, mm. a massive company and like you're, you're a very impressive human being. Mm. So going from, I'm going to like start with where you are now. And then I want you to like, bring us back. Like, how did this, how did this happen? So you've got you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company all around breathwork, around um, teaching other people. So you've certified over a thousand other people. You help people, you help others build wealth with this modality, with the healing work. You have been on shows like NBC and the doctors. So fun that you get to like bring this, um, bring this type of conversation to the masses, whereas it wasn't just like 10 years ago where conversations, I mean, like there's still a lot of communities that would say like breathwork, yoga, devil, like, and all of those yeah, would yeah, get totally. strung together in the same sentence. So the fact that you're on like national television shows and, and having this conversation and you're kind of the go-to leader in the United States, but then you're also an international sought after public speaker, like your, your resume is remarkable. And I'm sure you didn't start off with all of those accolades. So like, who is Sam Skelly before all of these like impressive accolades? Well, first of all, I'm so grateful I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. So mm -hmm. fun. My pleasure. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like when I think 
with with pause and breath work I, I wish i could say like i had this idea to start this breathwork company and boom but it was one of those those like beautiful rare moments in life where divine inspiration hits you and it hits you so hard that it like trembles your entire body and like all you can think about mm. is that I remember 2016, I was driving from LA back to San Diego. And at the time I was running my previous company, which was called Hungry for Happiness. And the whole mission and vibe of Hungry for Happiness was helping women who struggle with emotional eating and body image issues and disorder eating. And it was a beautiful mission and we did so much good work in it. But I got to this point where I was like, I'm over it. Like I, I, I loved, like it was so near and dear to my heart because that was my story. And from 18 to 21, I struggled badly with disordered eating and body image issues and body dysmorphia and exercise addiction and chronic anxiety. And so it was that company was birthed out of like this place of like, I overcame this and I, and I, you know, I helped others do the same, but I got to this place in 2016 where I was like, that feels like such a different version of me. And I'm no longer so energized and juiced up by the idea of helping people who struggle with food. Like it just kind of wasn't, I fell out of love with it. Mm -hmm. So I remember driving from LA back to San Diego and I was like sitting, I was sitting in my car and I'm like, I feel like there's, there's something else that my life force needs to be dedicated towards. And I just asked, like I asked God universe, as if I had someone in my passenger seat, I was like, what is the next thing? And it, it came in so strong and it said, you need to teach the world to breathe. And I swear to God, it was as if someone was sitting beside me. Like that's how clear that was. Mm. And I'm like, what? And then the next thing was it's called pause breath work. And I'm driving down the 405 and all of a sudden there's fireworks on either on both sides like just random fireworks going off and i'm like what is going on and i pick up my phone and i call my boyfriend at the time i'm like kip is there some sort of like holiday today like what's like i'm from canada so i don't know all the american holidays i'm like is there like some sort of i don't know whatever holiday and he's like he's like I don't think so, but let me Google it. And he goes, he's like, no, there's nothing here. And I took that as confirmation of like, oh, this is it. It was like fireworks. It was so beautiful. I drove home, I fell asleep. And for two weeks straight, I was woken up at 3.14 in the morning, which is so random. I even like, as I tell that story now, I'm like, that's so strange. And the whole idea for pause breathwork was it, it was like channeled to me and I was just like writing all of these like business plans and curriculum and all sorts of things that just came through so strong. And that was 2016 when breathwork was not as cool as it is today, but there was something about like that message, the divine timing, me being in a space where I was over my last business and I was ready to take action and something else. And we just, it just kind of, it happened very divinely. It wasn't this thing that I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I think I should do. It was just very much this divine inspiration. And I really believe even now the best ideas I have for my business, the best the best, most like juicy things that come into my awareness are when I'm in a space of receptivity and simply just letting it come to me versus me thinking what I need to do in order to do the other thing. And so that was kind of pause. Now going back to like my childhood, I grew up as a dancer and a child actress and I, I worked on Smallville as a stunt double for four years. And so my whole life was either on a stage and in front of a camera. And so I was very much it, there, there was a lot of pressure, you know, as a, as a like child entertainer and a, a child actress. Mm -hmm. And 
there was like a lot of tie between self-worth and achievement. So I'm my story growing up was like, I'm not loved for just who I am. I have to like achieve in order to, you know, in order to feel loved. And so that tied in at a very young age. And so I had to really shed that and let that go in order to to do what I'm doing now in the world. So that's kind of like the the shorter story. I mean, that's a massive pivot in, in all of them. And I think like yeah. there's so many times where people get stuck in in um the identity that they've created. What do you feel like helped you? I mean, like even taking going back from like acting and then to serving people yeah. with food, like what yeah. helped you make that pivot to where you felt like it was okay to surrender that old version of yourself, that old life, that old career? You know what's really interesting? I never thought that was a big deal until people asked me this exact question. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like it came to me like a couple years ago where people are like, how did you do that? How did you go from hungry for happiness? And then all of a sudden overnight, boom, now you're doing yeah. this. And it's so interesting. There's like this part of my system and the part of my belief system that that's like, well, when it no longer stops feeling good, we have to stop. Oh my God. I love you. I knew we we're going to. And it like, I was, I was just like, <laughs> that's it. And that's how I am today within pause. Like I'm so jazzed about pause and the mission, but there's things in my business that like, I, I track the energy of everything in my company, like down, like it's So it's called life inventory mm-hmm. and it's this energetic check of, of my whole life. But I'll just talk about business for a second. Where like, I go through all of the people in my organization, like all of my employees, and I check it for energy. I'm like, does this person feel like a hell yes? If not, why? Do I need to like train them more? Do I need to like get rid of them? And I and I like clean up the energy. Then I go through like our product suite and I'm like, okay, does all of these products that we offer feel like the best thing I possibly could do? Do they feel world-class? If not, let me update it, let me optimize it, let me get rid of it. And so I have this like, I have this, way of being where energy is the priority over everything else, which helps me live life from this place of non-attachment. I still have a lot of deep care and commitment, mm-hmm. but I've learned that attachment and expectation are, are two of like the sources of suffering. So I'm just very aware to not get stuck in those loops. So it's very easy for me to dismiss and and release something that no longer feels like a yes because i i don't know i'm like i just want to feel fucking awesome and feel good and if there's things that are having an impact on that i'm gonna let it go yes i this is my whole like life motto we just launched a program called the pleasure model last thursday and sales were starting to come through and i'm looking at it and i'm like that's interesting. Like the, we normally have a pretty 50, 50 split over, um, payment plan versus payment painful. And I'm looking at, I'm like, why is this like 80, 20 payment plan versus painful? And I was just checking the energy of it. Exactly how you just did just like close my eyes, felt into it. And I'm like, something feels off. So I look at it and I realize I accidentally approved a 12 month payment plan, which we never do. Cause I'm like, by 12 months, people forget what they pay for. And like, it's just, I'm unavailable for it. Yeah. But then I was like, so many people are picking it. If I take it away, are we going to compromise sales? And I was yeah. just like, I, I literally can't do it. This payment plan has to go. As soon as I took it off, the number of sales that came in increased and most of them were painful. And we did a hundred thousand oh, dollars in sales <gasps> that day and like 30 hours. <laughs> just like you guys like <laughs> that's the that energy. So <laughs> Dude, that's so good. It, it's like what, what I, 
always stand behind is what's good for you is good for the world. If something feels off to you, it's going to feel off to other people. And then it's going to be, everything's going to be compromised. Oh, right. It's like, like my team's like, why do you do calls? Why do you do your delivery calls at 11 o'clock? It's not a great time zone. And I'm like, I don't care. It's good for me. And if it's good for me, I'm going to be energy rich doing it. And so going to find people who are aligned and that's the perfect time for them. You know, it's like the lack of like compromise and sacrifice for what we truly want is one of the greatest things. It's, it's such an act of self-love. For everyone. Yes. Like that's like, I really, truly believe that. I think like most people look at it. I mean, we're so conditioned into being people pleasers, especially women and like, well, this is better for them. And we don't take into consideration that like we're showing up and we're holding the container of our business. And like the more that we hold density in the container versus what you were just saying, I love the words energy rich some of my favorite words paired together, like (laughs) like your capacity for like who you can serve, how many you can serve grows. Doesn't that mean it's greater for all if you have more capacity for all versus um, just continuing to make those decisions based off of what's better for everyone else. I had a client show up yesterday and she's like, I don't do anything I don't want to do anymore by the end of the call. And I was like, but you're adding this to your package. It's just like, it's so subtle, right? In so many areas. So like- inventory your energy. Yes. I love that so much. Yeah. There's like this old way of doing business. And I always talk about like the old way versus the new way. There's this old way that's like, we have to sacrifice and we have to do all these things that we don't want to do in order to get the carrot, in order to win, in order. It's Mm -hmm. it's like such an old program. And it's like, like, no, like we get to do it in our own way. We get to do it in an energy rich way. In fact, I shared this story on Facebook the other day was so random. I never share stuff on Facebook, but for some reason, this post wanted to go on Facebook. Um, it, a couple of years ago, it was like 2018, maybe I, I wrote a job description for the CEO of Pause Breathwork. I was over it. I'm like, I don't want to be the CEO anymore. I don't want to do it. I looked around at all these other CEOs. I'm like, fuck that, fuck that. There's no one doing it in the way that I wanted to do. So I didn't tell anyone I was doing this, by the way. I just like wrote this job description out. I sent it out to 30 of my like close network contacts. I get a call from one of my mentors, Richard, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? Right now I'm about to wash the dishes. He's like, no, no, no. I just got your email. What's happening? I'm like, dude, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to be the CEO anymore. He's like, how are you defining the CEO? And I'm like, I'm like, it's hard. It's annoying. It's stressful. It's this or that. He's like, because you're trying to fit a mold that preceded you. He's like, your job is to create that role in a way that is so congruent with what you want. He's like, what would you love to see? Like, if you were to do the role, and it was to be in your own unique way, what would that be? And I was like, oh, I'm like, we would have so much fun. We would prioritize energy over strategy. Like like the people of the organization would be so collaborative, be so energy rich. And I just kept going on and on and on and on and on. And he's like, all right, that's your assignment. And I'm like, Oh, do that. So I got off the phone with him and then I wrote another job description for me and the exact type of leader that I wanted to be the exact type of CEO. And when I wrote it, we were miles away from the vision of what I desired. But now the company's in a place where it's so fun. It's so energy rich. It's so powerful. It's so collaborative. We have so much fun together. It's, it's just amazing. And I, it's that, that, taught me the testament of like, when I do things in my own way, that's never been done before with my 
energy and my in, in my essence and everything and everyone has such a unique way of doing it in their own way but when we're congruent and in integrity with that that's how the world changes that's how business changes that's how lives change what would you say are like the values in which you run your business energy rich mm-hmm. we'll like mm-hmm. coin that one right there yeah. and like what yeah. else so our our like core values that we have is um, mission centered everything is around the mission and our our big hairy audacious goal is helping like billions of people come back to their breath and so everything that we do is from that place yeah we also are very like results driven but not results driven in like the distorted masculine hustle force and go but it's like hey if we want to create a lot of impact we got to do some big things right and we got we got to be focused on on those big things world-class experience is one of our values at pause we want everything to be just like dripping in love and care and attunement and the experience that people have when they go through our breathwork facilitator program like i'm like how can we not even compete with our competitors but how can we be in a completely different league where people i call it the disneyland effect where people are like they think of everything like how I feel so loved. I feel so seen. I feel so, so cared for. Um, extreme ownership is a huge thing in my organization. I'm very aware to cultivate an environment of people who are self leaders and are leading within the organization. So extreme ownership is really important. And then the last one is embodied wellness, like truly making sure that every single person on the team is an embodiment of what we teach. They're breathing, they're healing, they're doing their own work. They're doing their own energy work. Cause every like people feel everything and people receive the transmission at the energetic birthplace it was created in so if if my copywriter is writing content from a place of like lack or depletion or whatever it is it's like that that carries energy and then people are going to feel that energy when they receive our emails and they're gonna be like oh i don't want to work a pause so it's like i'm so i'm so aware of the energetic imprint of everything that we do we have this like playful, silly term on our team called um, go wash your hands before you touch the baby, which is basically <laughs> like your your hands have fucking germs on them, aka some low vibes. Go handle that and then come back. But I... no new decisions get made from this place. Get out of here. That is so good. Like whatever, go for a walk, go shopping, go have sex with your husband, like whatever, like fucking do something to shift your shit before you come back and touch this fucking baby. Dude, that is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. I might use that and credit you. (laughs) Do it. Take it. Take it. Andrea says, this is what you need to do. I love that. (laughs) Go wash your hands before you touch the baby. But you know what I believe is so true is I bet you have a massive amount of loyalty on your team, as do I, because we like when we say that, we're prioritizing them taking care of themselves sure. before they come back to like do the work. And then they come back to do their work and they're so happy. Like it's yeah. it's such like a pleasurable state for people. So I never used to pay attention to that though. When I was a shitty leader, like back in the day when I was a bad leader, like I, I've always That's been- the name a great... of a book, by the way. When I was a shitty leader, please read that book. I full on own it. I was like, I was shit. I was a really good friend in my business. I was a really good visionary. I could motivate the hell out of anyone, but asked me to lead a team and I was terrible. I didn't know what leadership was. I thought leadership was like, let me like- 
be your best friend. And then maybe you'll do what I want you to, you know, it was, I was just like so bad. And so I had to really learn the, the ethos of leadership and, and more importantly, like situational leadership, because every single person on my team is so different, obviously. And we need diversity in order to have the the thing actually work. So yeah, it's just been an interesting ride as far as like learning how to be a great leader. You talked about on your, on social, and then you just mentioned it kind of casually earlier and you talked about like the chasing the carrot and then you'd said on Mm -hmm. social life is about living, not achieving. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, the interesting thing is you've achieved a lot as a byproduct, I believe of your living. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you prioritize that? And like, what is, what is the day in the life of a multi-million dollar CEO look like? How do you, how do you work your heart out? <laughs> when I was growing up, my dad, my dad's a, one of my, one of my mentors, he's super rad. And I remember I was probably like 12 or 13 and we're sitting, we had dinner every single night at 6 PM, no matter what, like my parents would always, we would always have dinner phones away. It's, it's actually a tradition that I want to bring into my family once Eric and I have kids. But I remember my dad saying, when you focus on love and service, you're never going to have to worry about money. And that like burned in my brain at such a young age. And so that's been my come from with my companies is just loving people, serving people, getting them results. And because of that, I don't need to do any of the like bro marketing, digital marketing bullshit that occurs. You know, I, I truly believe in every cell of my body that love is our greatest marketing strategy. Mm. And when we can love people and truly hold people in their highest and, and get them to their result in the quickest amount of time with, with, you know, with supporting them the most, there's, there's something intoxicating about that. And pause has been able to grow at this crazy rate year after year after year because of that and because of the 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 culture and that's been really beautiful and so when i think of pause growing my come from isn't like okay we did 10 million this year we're gonna do 17 million next year like that's not what i that's not how i think i think in terms of like how can we provide an even better service how can we grow our community even more how can we inspire our facilitators to make more money how like that's the come from so it's not this like operational like we need to grow the company in order to like so we all win it's like how do we all win like how do our employees like if i if my facilitators if i can if everyone who trains with me can make six figures like that's a win for for me you know if people can take our six month training and then build a breathwork business that pays them six figures a year like that's such a win yeah and so when we when you focus on other people winning just the laws of the universe it's just like you just win doing it so then it the come from isn't like achievement and like striving and like coming from lack it's like how can i add more value and love to the ethos and the ecosystem because then i know it'll always come back to me going back to what my dad said at the dinner table oh i love that so much and an interesting vision came to me while you were talking. And I know like in, on your website, you talk about like, I would love to see the day where breath work helps like rid the world of anxiety. And I love that vision for you. But one of the visions that I hold in my business is I want my business to have longer legs than I do. So when I'm six feet under, my business can still be running. So like, I like, I want your analogies are like, thank you. you. I do pride myself in them. I love them. (laughs) So what I like saw for you is the day where breath work is no longer needed for anxiety, but it's used to amplify pleasure. Yes. 
Yes. That's yeah. what I use flash work, breath work for. I love like RT for like emotional healing and stuff. And that's like my like secret sauce and jam, but I, I do love me some breath work to like amplify pleasure, like whether it's for like sexual yeah. pleasure or just to just feel like at a, at a higher state of like living, I swear my sober state is just like so peak and exceptional. When you hear people talk about drugs, I'm like, but why? I know. I know. So I'm like, don't you know that you're your own drug? Don't you it's know? So crazy. Don't you know that you have it within you? Yeah. It's so like, like breath work for sex is so crazy. Like if Eric, Eric and I do that all the time, like we'll start off by doing breath work and just stay super connected. It just opens the body. It's so amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's like, there's people who are using breath work for like healing and trauma and transformation. And that's beautiful. But then there's like breath work for like true awakening, right? It's like breath work for healing, breath work for awakening. It's both so powerful. Like there's so much available to us. All these modalities can be used for so many different purposes, but like, I would love, like I'm in this like very blessed transition in my life where I'm not known as the person who's like overcome all the hardships anymore. I'm known as the person who helps like expand people into like greater levels of like joy, happiness, pleasure, et cetera. And to see that happen from other people's perspectives in my branding, I just know that there's like so much potential in this world for the connection that we have isn't going to come from like, would you go through today? Are you fighting with your husband? Sure. And like, For it's going to, sure. it's all going to start yeah. to transfer into like, what are, what was like your peak high today? And oh my gosh, I love that you're naming that. Some of my favorite relationships are based on that. Like all of our conversations are like, what the hell magical shit happened to you yes. today? Like, my, one of my best friends, Jenna Kennedy, like our, we just box back and forth all day. Like, dude, you can't believe this freaking happened. Oh my God. Life is so crazy. Like the better it gets, yes. the better it gets, the better it gets. Oh my God. Yes. And you know that you notice as you start to, to shift that, like it starts to, okay. So tell me, have you had friendships and connections that have started to fall away when you, when you focus a little bit more on like what is working in life? It's less of a falling away and more of a restructuring. Mm, so yeah, like I, I I, I've, I haven't cut anyone out of my life recently, other than like an employee who was like a psychopath. But other than that, <laughs> friendships just reconfigure and restructure. And my integrity in that is always naming it when I feel it. Mm -hmm. So like, hey, Becky, I don't know if I'm name Becky, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I like, I, I love our friendship so much. Like I value it so much. And here's what I love about it. And what I'm noticing is you and I are kind of growing a little bit apart. And I just want to name that. And I also want to name, like, I still really want you in my life. And it feels really good to have you as a friend. And I definitely still want a sustained connection, but I just want to name, like, there is like a little bit of a, of a falling, like a moving away for whatever reason. And she's like, yeah, I've noticed that too. Okay. It's blah, 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 and it's fine. I, yeah, that's kind of more my vibe than like the the like falling away and like not communicating. I'm I'm like an over communicator. Actually, Ashley, this is like one of the biggest things like she says, she always says to me in my relationship with Eric, she's like, you don't have to like over communicate like everything to Eric. And I'm like, but I love to like, I love when there's just like such clean lines of communication, especially yeah. in in um, friendships, right? It's like if there's anything that feels like a crunch, there's so much liberation that comes from just naming it. So when I do feel like something's out of alignment with where I'm going, I'll just name it. And like a hundred percent of the time people are like, yeah, cool. That sounds good. Right. People just want to know what's up. I feel like you just answered 
a prayer for so many people because there's a lot of people that, you know, are moving forward in their business. They're starting to have some success or they want to start to have some, mm-hmm. start having some success. And like the fear is like, I'm going to lose people that I love. And you're mm-hmm. saying like, you don't have to just like mm-hmm. have those conversations. What's your, tell me about your astrology. Like what's your sun sign, at least your top three or your big three. So I'm, I'm, I'm Pisces, okay. uh, Virgo, Sagittarius. Ah! <laughs> you're so fun <laughs> um okay so all of that makes so much sense um, <laughs> the Pi- the Pisces sun like makes so much sense with like mm-hmm. the ultimate connection and like yeah. and keeping those relationships too yeah. my daughter's a Pisces um, she- and a Sag sun yeah really? <laughs> be- oh we yeah. get along we're gonna you get along really- I'm here to San Diego when you come hang with me <laughs> no you want to know what happens I bring her places and then I'm not people's friend anymore. It's all about her because she's <laughs> like the sad sun is so fun and the Pisces is so deep and they're just like, Andrea, who we love Madison. Oh my God. <laughs> What's her name? Madison. Oh my gosh. That was like, my mom was like, if you have a daughter, you have to name her Madison. That was like what my Aww. mom always used to say. Such a great name. That's so cool. We're actually going by, Dil- we're testing going by Dylan now. She's in like a transformation phase in her life of where she wants, she's like left her old life behind. We've had some major transformation or transitions last year. We had a house fire. I went through a divorce. And so she's, and she just graduated high school. And now she's like, I think I want to go by Dylan. And I was like, I almost named you Dylan, but your dad wouldn't love me. I can't. No way. I loved that name. I love that. Dylan's a great name. Like Dylan, girl, Dylan, boy, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's gender neutral. It's cool, casual. I feel like it's just like understated, but you know, that person is like the rich, rich in the coolness. Totally. All the such sun energies. The best names I feel are are gender neutral names. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So she'll be happy I said that because she's like, don't tell people my name is Madison. So it's Dylan, guys. It's Dylan. Okay. So when I meet her, I'll, I'll just call her Dylan. Yes, please. Like she's going <laughs> to she's gonna be like, finally, mom. That's so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So if you could say like outside of, I know, like rid the world of anxiety and, and seeing like your seeing breath work really impact people's lives. Like if you could make a wish for the world. What would you wish? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. My wish would be that people would feel the connection back to source. Mm-hmm. And when I say source, for some people, that's God. For some people, that's universe. For some people, that's life force. But I truly feel the root of all suffering is disconnection from source. Mm -hmm. And when we know that we are supported, cared for a part of something so much greater, and this whole human experience is a divine orchestration for our healing and awakening, the whole thing becomes so much more fun. Oh my God. It's a game. Yeah. It's it's a game. Yeah. It's a freaking game. I said, you know, it's interesting. I say this all the time. And, and people will, res- depending on where people are at emotionally, they'll either like be like, oh my God, it's a game. Or they're like, it's not a fucking game. But like, <laughs> but I truly feel it. like, I feel like most things in life are like, I feel like money's a game. Mm-hmm. I really do. You know, it's like, I really love, I'd love to geek out with you one day on money. Cause I feel like you have some like great things to say about it, but I feel like there's a, the whole like spiritual energetic, like the energy of money, which I think is like one avenue of money. But then there's like our relationship to money, 
which I think the relationship to money is like a whole relationship that we get to work on as, as deep as we work on our friendships or our other relationships. And then there's like the 3D tactical, like investing and saving and spending and all that kind of stuff. And I just find the whole thing a game. And it's like the more that I focus on the energy richness of like the spiritual esoteric energy side of it, the more that helps my relationship. With it. And then the more that manifests in 3D, manifest, you know, the whole thing just feels so fun to me. You said something earlier. Oh, I was like so casual and I was going to come back to it and I forgot. But you were like, this post wanted to go on Facebook. And I like LOL'd inside my head because I'm like, I swear to God, like if we just pause, like money will tell us what to do. Like just ask yeah. the energetic container of it, like where to go, what to do with it. And like people just, totally. there's obviously there's so much unconscious um, energy that's like driving decisions and behaviors. And, and you guys know, I love to like geek out on all of that, but like there is an opportunity just to pause and be like, where? Where do you want to go? Like, totally. It's like we are constantly in collaboration with creation. Right. So it's like, (laughs) it's like I wrote that post. I'm like, that's so weird. Why am I writing this? Okay. What do you want me to do with this? Like, where does it want to go? And it was like Facebook. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, I never post on Facebook. I'm like, all right. Post it on Facebook. Like, like following the hunches and not knowing why they are guiding you to certain things and following the mystery of life and just seeing what comes back from it. It's just so amazing. And like history repeats itself. And so when I've done that in the past, it's like, it's like, okay, I wrote that thing. Now one person's going to see that and they're going to reach out to me. And that conversation is going to lead to something miraculous that leads to something else miraculous. And we get to help a bunch of people and have a bunch of fun. It's like, it's like, you just never know. So it's like, just keep following the feel good and following the hunches and just seeing what happens. I swear I had like an ayahuasca experience through rapid resolution therapy. It was like a 60 minute session, but I did like, I went into past life memories in it, which that's the only time I've ever done that. And it was so remarkable. And I saw myself in between lives, almost like a little bouncy ball. And Dr. Connolly, who's the founder of RT was, who was facilitating it. And he's like, and what are you learning? And I was like, um, nothing means anything and everything means nothing. And like, I saw myself taking like, grief and shame like they were just wooden toys and just like breaking them and bursting them and I was so stuck for so long on like what's the overarching kind of like tagline or whatever for my brain you know how everybody's like what's my Instagram bio and it's like we're so plagued with like how many characters we have to explain (laughs) it's so hard yeah I feel you and I had written this manifesto so long ago around like like what I believe my brand stands for. It's like a manifesto for all of our values and it's on our hoodie. And one of the word, one of the sentences just like jumped off of it. And it was the game's not worth winning unless we get to play. And I was like, that's my whole brand. That's my whole life. This is the human experience. Uh, it's the whole fucking human so experience good. and what fuck Instagram bios. I just named humanity in a sentence. That is so good. <laughs> By the way, you're so good. Like your branding and your messaging and the way you connect with your people. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I loved di- diving down and creeping your shit. <laughs> 
I, I love it so much. Like you had said on your, on your page, like you get high off human connection. And I told that to my, to my wealth manager. I'm like, I know we're successful if we have good connection, not if the numbers are like skyrocketing, but if you and I are on the same page, if we're communicating, if we have connection, if we have good relationship, I know we're a success. That's how I define success is like human connection. It's so good. Imagine if the whole, that's another wish. If, if I was to give you two, the other wish would be like, define your success by your feelings, by your felt sense, by your vibration, right? Like I'm successful today because I feel so good. That's it. I, I think, I think I would not want to determine my success on my feelings. And <laughs> sometimes those are unchosen and vibration chosen like, for, yeah, yeah, vibration. I yeah, like that better. Yeah, I know you, yeah. you do a good job explaining the difference of those, but yeah, I think sometimes I'm like, this is not who I am, <laughs> which was like sure. predictably five days before my period <laughs> every single month. I'm like, this is not my identity. Eric's always asking me, he's like, can you just wear the color purple when you're PMSing? Cause it's really <laughs> fucking, and he's like, I don't get it. Just like, give me a sign. And sometimes I don't know. I'm like, wow, I'm being crazy. You know, when you're like on one and it's like, you're watching someone in a movie and you have like the witness that's like, I can't believe you're doing that. Oh my God. You're doing this now. Why are you saying this? Mm -hmm. That's me before my period. Yep. Same. That was me like yesterday morning. (laughs) I like showed my inner mind, like me, like playing with the toddler. And I was like, this is all make-believe. We're putting on pretend clothes. This is not who we are. We're just having a pretend (laughs) conversation right now. None of this is true. (laughs) That's so good. You guys take that, like show your mind that you're just like playing dress up with a toddler when you feel crazy and your mind's like, oh, none of this matters. It's just fine. That's the power of like not collapsing into our parts and our feelings, but having like that witness on to go like, you're not crazy. You're just like a human. You're just a human PMSing or like something. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's so funny. Samantha Skelly, you are like, of course, you're a mogul and all the things, but like, you truly are such like a gem of a human being and like the way that you just live and then the way that you articulate life to other people so that other people can grab. I like to use the word texture. It's like almost like Velcro, like you're like Velcro energy that people can grab onto so that they can start to experience life in such like a different and more exciting human experience. So thank you for existing and sharing how you exist and like all the things I like, I could sit here and go on and on and on <laughs> for hours, but thank you. so I'm rad, so dude. happy that we're friends now. This is amazing. Yeah. Me too. You guys just watched like a, a whole like love blossom. <laughs> exactly. You guys are going to be like, I remember when that friendship originated on the boat. Yeah. When we're in like Italy on a boat together. Yes. Fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you for that reflection. And I'm so grateful to be here and be with you. Okay. So where do you want people to go find you? First of all, they want to get certified in breath work mm-hmm. and like, they want to, um, they want to find Sam and just like eat up all of your goodness. Yeah. So pausebreathwork.com is the home. If you want to be a pause breathwork facilitator or a somatic coach, all of that stuff is there. If you want to get on the app and then I put basically everything I'm up to on Instagram. So just at Samantha Skelly, which is my Instagram. And then we're relaunching our new podcast in um, October. So I'll share that on my Instagram when we launch. Go hit follow on her Instagram, but also hit turn on notifications because your stories are great. Just like watching again, like watching someone's embodiment is such like a fast, like life hack to 
increasing your level of embodiment around living a more um, pleasurable, free, happy, potent, like we could pick a million words to, to feel really good. But like, ultimately, you said it earlier, feel good, to feel good. Your yeah, good energy. Cool. Joy's the job, you know, let's just Joy's feel good job. and have a good time. Yes. Okay. We love you. Go follow Sam on Instagram. Um, get on her email list too. Do you have anything exciting happening through email? Do you have like a newsletter? Or... Oh, we have so much. Happening. And your podcast, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> the Sam Skelly Show. She has millions of downloads. No big deal. <laughs> I like never remember to plug my podcast, so I'm glad I remember to plug yours. Yeah, it's branded as the Sam Skelly Show right now. We're going through a huge rebrand right now. I'm so excited to share with you guys the new title. But yeah, right now it's the Sam Skelly Show. So if you subscribe to that, we're just going to rebrand the existing show. Okay, so we'll drop all the links in the description area. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.